0: You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the second series of The Piston Podcast, recorded on Sunday the 13th of December 2020. Only 12 days to go until Christmas, it's all very exciting. This is actually the second to last episode of series 2, because next week, when this episode comes out, episode 15 it'll be, I think that comes out December the 21st, yes that's right, so that will be a Christmas special And then that's it for Series 2. Series 3 will return again in 2021. We'll talk more about that later on, probably at the end of the podcast. But um, let's kick off with some car news. This is all the stuff that has been going on in the motoring industry this past week, since episode 13. Um, A lot of stuff has gone on in the car world. Obviously, it's coming up to the end of the year. Car companies are saying these are going to be the cars that are going to come out in 2021. And it's very exciting. So, let's kick off with this. The original, and still the best, the Mazda announces the 2021 MX-5 changes. So, a new white Nappa leather trimmed interior and wireless Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. On top top trims are welcome additions for Mazda's iconic Roadster. So, it's not really a new model. It's not a new model at all. I don't think it's even a facelift. It's just some new tech stuff like Apple CarPlay and Android Auto which I think is just, it's slowly making its way to every single new car in production, which is a good thing, I think, because, now, with, the problem with a lot of cars is the infotainment systems and stuff like that, they get outdated very, very quickly, so, one moment they're really good, like, remember Mercedes infotainment screens in, like, 2012? People were amazed, and then all of a sudden now, they're, like, super outdated. It's a problem, isn't it, really? They date the car, they make it a bit of a, bit more of a pain to live with. So stuff like Android Auto and Apple CarPlay, that can be updated uh, from Apple and Android, Um, that's probably good. But then there's also the Citroen Ami, which came out, uh, well, it's coming out in a couple of years, I think, but uh, all of the journalists were uploading their videos and articles about the car, because um, they got press cars and stuff like that sent over from France. And the Citroen Ami, basically, has no screen whatsoever, but it's got a phone holder. Now, that is so simple isn't it? It's so simple, but it works. It's simple, yet clever. I think, because your phone is not going to get outdated. You can get a new phone easier than get a new infotainment screen, for example. So, yeah, it's a complicated thing, isn't it, infotainment systems, but they get updated very quickly. It needs to be changed. But Mazda are sorting this out with the new updated MX-5, which is not really new and updated. It's just some minor tweaks, isn't it, really? Uh, the new coupe testing... Um, sorry, the new coupe SUV from Link & Co. completes initial testing. So the car is expected to be released in China next year. I've got a picture here. It's in the camo wrap that you get all... Uh, concept cars in, and I can't really tell what it looks like. It's it's like a shooting brake coupe SUV thing. I'm not really sure. Uh, Doug Demiro, who is a YouTuber, does a lot about cars. He's quite nice, actually. He uh, has recently just reviewed the $8 million Bugatti Devo. So, yesterday, Doug Demiro posted a video reviewing the all-new hypercar, the whopping $8 million Bugatti Devo. Now, Bugatti Devo is lovely, isn't it? It's, it's so expensive, though. I think it's like an updated Chiron, in a way, but just, you know, a lot more money. And Doug DeMiro, um, well done him. has got his hands on one, which is fantastic. So go check out his, his video on that. I think I will be after this. Um, there's a reason to rejoice. The 2022 Cadillac V-Series will get a manual transmission. So, and, apparently, each gear knob has a unique 3D-printed medallion whatever that is. But that is cool. Um, I've got a picture here of the, the uh, gear stick. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Six speed. That is exciting. And there's a picture of the Cadillac V-Series. It's coming out in 2022. And it does actually look quite nice. It's, a, it's not a very interesting picture, because again, it's got camo on it and stuff like that, and covers all over it. But for what I can see, like the headlights and mirror shapes and wheels, it does actually look really quite nice. Uh, Mitsubishi teases the new Outlander SUV, you the Outlander, it's an unusual car, because I think you can either get it as a diesel, or you can get it as a, a plug-in hybrid, a FEV, uh, or a PHEV, as BMW, I think, used to call it. Um, so, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you see it, it will not be coming to the UK. Now, that's unusual, actually. It's very unusual. Mitsubishi are just pulling out, I think, of European markets and stuff like that, especially the UK. I think they announced that actually earlier this year. I think I talked about it on the podcast. Dunno. Some loyal listeners will probably know better than me. So there we go. The new Atlander SUV. Don't get too excited if you're an England viewer, listener, sorry. Um, because you can't have one unless you import one in, which is just harder said harder done than said, if that makes any sense. The Audi e-tron GT. Has entered series production. So production of the highly anticipated Audi e-tron GT has begun at the site in Germany. Audi's most powerful electric vehicle to date does look very nice. Gotta say, it's like an RS7 in a way, but it's the Tron GT. So that's exciting. It's not an SUV for once. Uh, we'll be waiting a long time for the McLaren P1 successor. McLaren has put their ultimate series in uh, in inverted commas, project on hold, but that doesn't mean there's nothing exciting in the pipeline. So McLaren will still continue to make exciting cars, obviously, because they make supercars, and they're exciting. But the P1 successor, which I thought was the Senna, but it turns out it wasn't, um, we're going to have to wait a bit longer for it. But then again, if that means it's going to be even better, then we'll happily wait. But personally, I don't know how easy it is to sort of improve on a P1, because the P1 is just... Ah, it's quite legendary. The New York City bill asks you to tattle on illegal parkers for a cut of the profits. You get a decent amount of money for simply reporting bad parking jobs. I like that, actually. That's quite cool. We need that here in the UK. So, you find a car that's parked badly. You report it to the New York City Police Department. And, or the NYPD. There we go, that's better. An American accent. And you get a fair share of the profits. It's quite a nice idea, isn't it? But... (laughs) <laughs> that's actually quite a nice idea. So, if you're um, quite poor, maybe, you could just go out and report bad drivers and bad parkers, and then you get money. That's not bad. That's not a bad idea, actually. Um, <laughs> I don't know, there's probably two opinions. There's probably some people that think that's just snitching and why, and they're the bad parkers. And then there's the good parkers that think it's a great idea, because then they can dob in the bad drivers. So, there we go. It's definitely interesting. Michigan Bill. Uh, I think Bill's police department or something. I don't know. It's the Bill. Michigan Bill blocks direct sales by Tesla and other EV makers. So this goes against an agreement that the two had reached in January. Ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. By the way, this new 2022 Outlander that I talked about before by Mitsubishi, uh, that's been teased by Mitsubishi themselves, is to debut in February. So, yeah, look, just look out for that. The 2021 Ford F 150 Tremor is here. That's an interesting name, Tremor, is here, and it looks pretty damn good, as it says here. So Ford's latest off-road variant of the F-150 is better than the uh, better than an FX4, but not as crazy as a Raptor. So I think it's more of a sensible pickup truck that's not necessarily built for speed. I'm sure it won't be slow, but it's not focused on speed, like the Raptor, maybe. Um, but it's just, I think it's all about torque, you know, a bit like the Chevy Silverado. Um, So, there you go. The Ferrari CEO has resigned after just two years at the helm. So, his name is Louis Camilleri. So, he's cited personal reasons um, as President John Elkin takes position ad interim. That's difficult to read, isn't it? Uh, Alfa Romeo unveils the Stelvio Veloce TI. It's a very pretty thing, I've got to say. I've got a picture here. It does look very, very nice. Uh, It's got black wheels black trim, tinted windows. That's illegal, actually, because it's got it at the front, but it's got an Italian red, so It might be legal in Italy, I'm not really sure. But it does look really nice. And if it says Veloci, which I think means fast, then it must be fast. So, there we go. That's something to look forward to. Uh, something to maybe not look forward to, or maybe do look forward to, it depends on your opinion again, Honda will not make gas and diesel models in Europe after 2023. The car makers want to phase out non-hybrid models by 2023. So, I'm guessing hybrids are still around, but it's mostly going to be EVs. Probably not hydrogen, it's more Toyota's job. So, yeah, that's that's exciting if you like electric cars, but if you're a petrol head still and you don't like electric cars, then, um, then yeah, th- that's the news, I suppose. Uh, one person has died, two people have been injured, very very sad actually, in a Tesla Model X fire. So, the driver said that the car was not in control um, when it crashed into a wall. So, I think it was in autopilot or something, trying to maneuver its way around. I think it's in an underground car park, from what I can see. And it's just smashed into a wall, and it's killed somebody and it's injured two people, so that's really quite tragic, actually. That's that's really sad. So, that is something that's really going to need to be improved with autonomous cars, is if it's actually going to work, will it work? That's that's the thing. Lane assist, it's probably okay. Um, active cruise control and stuff, is it's fine. But this all where it can drive itself around corners and navigate itself. We're not there yet, are we? We're just, we're not there. So we've still got a long way to go. Anyway, let's move on to a more positive note. Subaru WRX STI has cracks 10... Uh, Has cracked 10,000 sales in Australia. So, Subaru's ultimate performance icon, the turbocharged all wheel drive WRX STI, has achieved 10,000 sales in Australia. It's good news, actually, because it's quite a good looking car, isn't it, really? Um, Now, the one millionth Porsche Cayenne has hit the road. What do you think of that, listeners? Do you like the KN or do you not? It's a very 50 50 split opinion car, isn't it? Some people really hate it, some people like it. The original KN, I despised it. But the one that's out currently, I think it's quite nice looking. You can get the KN and then the KN Coupe. I think they both look quite nice, don't they? They're quite snazzy cars. If you can describe it as snazzy, but there you go. VW's production version of the ID Vision. Uh, concept is to arrive in 2023. The company's fifth car in the ID range will be released in the final quarter of the year, 2023, with a range of up to 435 miles. There you go, that's really impressive. Range is really improving. Now, Toyota's new Mirai, which I know is hydrogen but it's still electric, um, has a 500 mile range. So there we go, it stumped people that think, oh, the range isn't good enough because it is, quite frankly, and chargers are up to it. Just about in some places, so that questions out the argument. But what isn't out the argument is the price, because I dread to think how much something like that is actually going to cost. Um, but there we go. The 740 brake horsepower JP0 is exactly the kind of machine we like seeing the Lotus badge on. So it's an Australian-based Jubo Performance uh, brand, and it's tuned to the Exige into a twin-turbocharged V6 track monster. Wowzers, that does look nice. That actually looks really nice. Uh, BMW doesn't have a problem with people modifying their new big kidney grills. Uh, So if you love the car but hate the grill, BMW gives you their blessing to change it up. So, is that kind of BMW defeating themselves by saying we understand if you don't like the grill? That's interesting actually, that is interesting. Um, But apparently they're alright if you modify the grill. There we go, I suppose at the end of the day it's the customer's car so... Even without BMW, say they could do whatever they wanted. Uh, BMW gives us a sneak preview of the new M3 Touring in latest M Town advert. Look, actually looks really beautiful. I like the uh, 3 Series Touring, but an M3 Touring. Wow, that is going to be something quite spectacular, isn't it? Really, um, the first UK Steeda Steve McQueen limited edition Bullet Mustang has been delivered. So, the UK customer car features styling, engine, and suspension upgrades, including a 720 brake horsepower Stage 1 bullet supercharger. Ooh, that's nice. That's really nice. Incredible footage captures a plane rear ending car after making an emergency landing on a motorway or a highway, if you're an American listener. Got a video here, and it literally is an airplane going onto a motorway and going into the back of a car. Now, the question is, can you actually imagine getting rear-ended by an aeroplane while you're going along the motorway? No, it's not really a common occurrence, is it? But there we go, apparently, it's possible. Good news, the 2021 Dacia Sandero, or Dacia, whatever you say, blah, blah, blah. We've had this conversation before with Ben Wellham, who was on episode 2, series 1, I think. Uh, Dacia Sandero 2021 is still the cheapest new car in the UK. If James May isn't here to tell you, we will. That is uh, what... Auto News Australia, say, on Drive Tribe. So, there we go. It's good news, actually. It is good news. Good news. The Datcha Sandero does actually look really nice. The new updated one. So, uh, fair play to Datcha. I do like Datcha. Something about it. Bentley has a genius plan to survive a no-deal Brexit. Um, now, I don't know what this is, actually. Uh, but it's interesting to find out. So, I could actually click on it. I know you've heard that Boris Johnson has this deal. Sorry to get politi- political and we're going to have like an Australian style deal which is basically no deal at all but oh well um apparently Bentley have a uh, um they have a they have a plan so Bentley CEO Adrian Holmark has stated that in the case of a no deal Brexit the company will call upon one of the coolest leftovers of the cold war it turns out that behind the scenes Bentley has been having conversations with an operator of 5 Antonov cargo jets this operator is more than likely to be Anto- Antonov Airlines, a cargo airline based at the Hostomel Airport near Kiev in Ukraine that also has an office at London Stansted Airport. The airline runs multiple huge Antonov An-124 cargo jets as well as the huge An-222A turboprop cargo plane. That's difficult to say. Uh, it also owns and operates the only completed example of an an or An. the biggest plane in the world. There we go, there's a video here of the biggest plane in the world. Let's just go on it, just just for a laugh, shall we, and see how big it actually is. Go search up, AN-225, biggest transport aircraft. There we go. So... These aircraft would be used to ship car bodies oh this is interesting now, from Volkswagen's production facilities in Germany to Manchester, where they'd be transported to Bentley's headquarters in Crewe, which is just down the road from me actually. Um, Antonovs have operated multiple times at Manchester airport in the past, probably saying this completely wrong, actually Antonov. Antonovs, yeah, maybe. So it shouldn't be that difficult for them to get their car bodies in and out of the airport smoothly. Uh Bentley has also increased the spare parts storage devices services uh rented additional warehouses and organized brand new logistics logistics routes in case its current ones are affected by post-Brexit bottlenecks. So that's that's very clever of Bentley actually they've just teamed up with this uh Ukrainian company that has offices in London so they just take the parts over. That is clever actually. Well done to Bentley. That's some That's some clean initiative right there. Anyway, I think we should move on from car news, because we've been doing it for quite a while, actually. Just over half the podcast. So let's move on to some piston discussion. There we go. Nice little homemade jingle. Right, first of all, I'd like to talk about a car I've been in this week. And it's owned by... I actually can't say who it's owned by, because even he hasn't announced it yet. It's owned by Anonymous. And he now has a 2019 Volkswagen Golf GTI performance pack. And it's absolutely amazing. Quick rundown of facts. I'm sure they'll review it in Series 3. It has a 2-litre turbocharged petrol engine with a turbo. I think I said that, didn't I? I'm not sure. Uh, It produces around 240 horsepower. It's front-wheel drive. And it's a Volkswagen. It's very, very comfy. Um, I went out for a ride in it last Friday. So, what was that? Friday the, I'm Mm going to guess, 11th. Yeah, Friday the 11th of December for the first time, and oh my word, is it absolutely bonkers. Put your foot down, instantly you're at the top speed. Brake, and instantly you're at a standstill. It's amazing. And for a front-wheel drive car, the front differential is so sophisticated, it handles like a dream. It's really, really clever. Uh, I'm not going to talk too much about it, because I might give away who has it, and he, he hasn't announced it yet properly. But... When it's all out in the open, and we can, I don't know, I can do a YouTube video or something, or an article. i do an article. I'll also do a podcast on it uh, where I'll review it in series three next year. So, yeah, and then I'll get to grips with what the car's actually like because I'll go in it a few more times. Haha. So, yeah, very nice car. But anyway, move away from that, something a bit more cheaper. Fiat Panda 100 HP. Regular viewers will know that there's one in my driveway. And it's a very, very lovely car. Went out for a ride in it on Saturday, so yesterday as I'm recording this, 12th of December. And I've... Every time I go in it for a drive, I'm instantly, instantly in love with it even more. It's just... You rev it up to 6,000 RPM and it sounds like a swarm of bees. Like a mad swarm of bees. It grips like no other car. It's It's quite amazing because it's so lightweight. 9.75 kilos. And it just looks so good, and it sounds good as well because we've got the n- up- upgraded exhaust. It's not a standard exhaust, as I would say, um, in the least snobby way possible. But it's so lovely, and I-, I have actually noticed. I've not done a review on the Fiat Panda 100 HP, so I guarantee there will be a special probably coming in 20 in two- series three, 2021. God, it's coming on quick, 2021. Um, and I'll do a little entire podcast maybe on it. Who knows? Who knows? Or maybe not. I don't know. We'll have to do a think. We'll have to think about it. Um, and the last piece of p- Piston discussion, the Goodwood Festival of Speed 2021 dates have been announced. Uh, I can't remember what they are now. That's <laughs> That's awkward. Uh, I think it's on the, yes, 8th to the 11th of July 2021. I am going on the 9th and the 10th, which is the Friday and Saturday, because 2019 I went just the Friday. But we're going for Friday and Saturday this year coming, and I'm very, very, very excited. But I missed an opportunity last time. I didn't film any of it because I didn't have my YouTube channel. I just did an article and a podcast, or a, a radio show, and that was it. And I, I think back now, and I think that's a missed opportunity. So I'm going to film like mad, like no other, like I have never have before. Um, So all of you lovely people at home can have a watch. And it's something that I can look back on when I'm like 60, with my great-great-great-great-great-great-grandkids, and they can laugh at me. So, there we go. Let's move on to the Piston Podcast Pick of the Week, which as said in the title, is the drum roll please. It's the Alpha Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio. Now, the title is very long of this podcast and that's because it's a long name. Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio. So I might just call it the Alpha just for short uh while I'm talking about it because it'd be quite tiring to say Alpha Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio constantly. I used to say Quadrifoglio, which is not as elegant as Quadrifoglio. It's very nice. Now, I tried to look at the price of the car and I couldn't find the price anywhere. But all I know is secondhand they're about 50 grand. But I couldn't find a new price anywhere. I don't know why, it just wouldn't come up. But anyway, the engine is a Ferrari derived twin turbo V6 engine which produces 510 horsepower to the rear wheels. Uh, it's got a semi automatic gearbox, no manual gearbox, which is not great. It produces 600 Newton meters of torque. MPG in the city, around 17 MPG, on the highway you expected to get 24 miles per gallon. Not a 60s in just uh, 39 seconds, no, 3.9 seconds, and it maxes out to 191 miles per hour. It weighs 1.5 tonnes at 1,524 kilograms to be completely precise. The NCAP rating is very safe, obviously, because it's it's been rewarded with a 5-star NCAP safety rating. CO2 emissions, 189 grams per kilometre, and it's a five-door car with four seats, I believe. It's very nice! The rivals consist of the BMW M3, or the BMW M5, or the Mercedes AMG C63S. So really, you can just take your pick. They're all great cars, but the Alpha is an Alpha. at the end of the day, isn't it? I'm talking very quietly, just because it's such an elegant car. I'm trying to make myself elegant. It's not working. Pros and cons. Pros. It's an Alpha, which just... It makes it great automatically, doesn't it? It's an Alpha. Ah. Oh. It's just... It's a stress-free sentence, isn't it? It's an alpha Romeo. Oh, it's nice, isn't it? Um, It's got a great engine. It's Ferrari-derived. They claim it's not a Ferrari engine, but I think it actually is, to be honest. Uh, And it's got beautiful styling. It looks stunning. It's really, really nice. Uh, cons. It's very skiddy. It's got a lot of power for the rear wheels. Um, So, there we go, you've got to be careful, you can bin it quite easily. It's got a bad reliability rating, apparently. I think it's got a reliability score for a three year period of about 13%, which is quite shocking, but it's an alpha, so you let it off, don't you? And the last con is there's no manual gearbox, as I've already mentioned, which I think is a shame, because I think a manual, alpha, Julia quadrifoglio would be quite nice, don't you think? I'm gonna give it a five out of five. You know what? Just because it's an Alfa Romeo, even if it was terrible, people would still love it at the end of the day. Uh, there's a YouTuber called Calvin's Car Diary, and he has one, and it's beautiful. It's really, really nice. Uh, but it's very skiddy. He keeps uh, spinning it around. It's quite funny. Uh, top ten list this week, or is Super Saloons? So if the Alfa Romeo Julia Quadrifoglio isn't for you, then I've got some super saloons to uh, make you happy. Kicking off at number 10 it's the Audi RS3 saloon. At number 9, it's an electric. Well, she's electric by Oasis. <laughs> it's the Tesla Model S Performance. At number 8 is the Alpina B7. At number 7 is the Mercedes AMG CLS 53. Is that 53? Yeah, 53 4 Plus. That's a long name. Um, at number 6 is the Audi RS6 Avant. At number 5 is the BMW M5 Competition. and number 4 is the Mercedes-Benz E63 S. There's a lot of Mercedes in this list, I think there's 3. And number 3 is the Alpina B5 Turbo. And the second ever episode of the Piston Podcast, Series 1, I think it did the B3 Touring, I think, by Turbo. But there we go, so this is the B5 I think I did. I don't know, I don't even know my own podcast. And at number two, is the Alfa Romeo Julia Quadrifoglio, although I wrote half the name and just put a dot 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 because I gave up. <laughs> and at number one is the Mercedes AMG C63 S. It's inevitable, isn't it, because people just know it for being a bit of a growly car, which is cool in its own right. So there we go. Apparently, according to Autocar, which is where I get the info from for this, if you want a super saloon, the Mercedes AMG C63 S is the way to go. So, yeah, who'd have thought it? My Way or Highway. My Way a Highway is a segment where I talk about Road of the Week. So you can take my way, which is the road I talk about, or you can go away and take the highway, the boring way. So, My Way or Highway is lovely name. I think it's been used before, but I don't know. It's new to me. So, this week, My Way or Highway is the Amalfi Drive on the Amalfi Coast. It's 50 kilometres long. Uh, it runs between Sorrento and Amalfi in Italy. Very beautiful places. It's originally built by the Romans. So, there's a lot of Roman stuff around, I suppose, so I picked this because it's in Italy and the Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio is Italian. So imagine driving your Giulia down the Amalfi Amalfi Drive, that would be something quite special, wouldn't it? Just, It just, it just, it seems right, doesn't it? Driving an Alfa through a really, really nice Italian mountain road. It's just, it's the dream. Although I think I'd rather be in an old Alfa, maybe? Or even a Fiat Panda. That'd do me fine. Save a lot of money as well, and I wouldn't, you know, crash it, which I probably would in a Julia Quadrofolio with that much power. So, there we go. That is roughly the end of the podcast, but just before we go, just want to talk about what's happening with Series 2. Now, this is Episode 14, as I said at the start of the podcast. There is one more to go. Episode 15, next week, I can announce is going to be a Christmas special. Now, I've got yet to plan for it, so that's going to be my plan for this week. I'm going to plan for it, make it all nice and Christmassy, Christmas gift ideas for motoring fans, maybe some rewards, like my favourite cars of 2020, 2020, and what I'm excited for for 2021. I think that's what it's going to be, um, but stay tuned for that. And then, that is it for Series 2. I'm going to have to leave you, you're going to have a nice Christmas, nice new year, and then Series 3 will start Eventually, in 2021, not straight away, but um, it will be coming soon. It's not going to be too long. I just need a bit of a break, really, because podcasting is tiring, actually. It's all of the planning and setting up for it and stuff like that. It's, it's quite hard, harder than people might think. But there we go. Do contact me, by the way, the piston podcast at gmail.com, or tweet me or Instagram me at danielcarzo5. Any ideas that you'd like to see in Series 3 of the Piston Podcast, any changes, what you'd like to stay... And what would you like to see different? Just please let me know because it would help a massive amount because I've run out of ideas. I'm going to have to ask social media myself. So, I think that is it really. I will see you next week, episode 15, on the, God, what would it be? 21st of December? Yes, it will be. um, For a Christmas special, so do join me for that. Um, It'll be out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, everywhere you go. It'll It'll just be there. Piston Podcast Christmas special. So I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are too. Um, I think that's it, really. Thank you so much for listening. Again, follow me on social media, at danielcarso 5 Subscribe to the Piston Podcast, or follow it, or like it. Do whatever you do on the platform you're using, and do stay safe. And I will see you next week. Goodbye. You're listening to The Piston Podcast, the motoring podcast for the motoring enthusiast, presented by me, Daniel Achterhouse. Listen whilst folding washing, doing your day-to-day commute, or even whilst you're faffing around trying to change your exhaust. Whatever you're doing, I promise to make your day a little less boring, with some fun and interesting motor talk. Anyway, engage launch control, it's time for The Piston Podcast.